Welcome to Let's Share, hosted by me, Leah Byers, president and founder of Havanita Ministry, a faith-based nonprofit that promotes the human interaction of sharing what we have and expressing what we need. The guests in the podcast are the people who I have connection stories with and have something meaningful to share in their communities of connection. Thank you for listening. Let's share. Cindy or Minister Kelly, as she's also known. I'm so excited to have you in the Have and Eat a Ministry podcast today as one of my longest known friends, not my oldest friend, because we're not old, only just one of my longest friends. And I'm so excited to be able to just spend some time with you talking about our relationship and how God has ordered our steps and also about the things that you're interested in sharing. So thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you uh, allowing me to be here today. Awesome. That's awesome. I'm super excited. Um, Now, you know, I'm down here in Florida. You're up there in Maryland. We're not in the same space, but we're in the same technical space, which is awesome. And uh, we actually met here in Florida, didn't we? We sure did. Many years ago, we won't mention any numbers. (laughs) (laughs) so I'd love to hear your perspective on how we connected and maybe what God did because of that well it definitely was ordained by God for us to meet I remember I believe we were eighth grade Tuscawilla middle school yes Yes. I mentioned a name but we were we were in school and uh, I was a new girl but then there was a newer girl newer than me and it was you (laughs) (laughs) And I really didn't care for you much. You were too tall (laughs) and too cute. And I didn't like it. (laughs) But it was funny that we became friends through our similar interests. You know, we like basketball. We were just very similar. You know, Um, we were athletic and uh, very uh, independent, I will say, in our thought. You know, Mm -hmm. we spoke our minds. We had a lot (laughs) of common. So it was great. We we just became fast friends. It was amazing. Um, we have a mutual friend and uh, two mutual friends that yes. are also important parts of our lives. We've been friends woo, over 30 years and uh, I'm grateful for it. Definitely. Maybe longer than that. Is it longer? I wasn't counting. Yeah. I wasn't counting. But 30 plus. A minute. 35? 40? Should we say 40? 40 plus. 40 plus. Okay, 40, 40 something. But it was a blessing. I mean, you're definitely a gem, a jewel in my crown. You're a blessing to anyone you encounter. You've always been that that voice of reason. You've always had that voice of reason. And uh, we just love you for it. Wow. Well, I don't know if you remember. The reason we became friends is that we both had the same young girl that was our host at the new school and we dumped her and became best friends (laughs) I do recall (laughs) right because I was a little jealous that she had to show you around she had shown me around she's the only one I really knew and then you came along and she had to show you around and I was (laughs) right that is exactly what happened what happened to her anyway we don't know I have no idea I don't even remember I <laughs> know, oh, like we like kicked her to curve. Uh, but it, it's interesting how God makes things happen, how He's sovereign and in control of all things. And for whatever reason, 
you know, he wanted us to unite, to be friends. Um, and we did, and we were, and we have been, and uh, along with our other two buddies. Yes. And uh, it's been a long-standing friendship of love and sisterhood that is irreplaceable. Yes. And there are just different moments of time where we kind of interjected, even without that much work. So we um, obviously went to high school together. I had never played um, basketball on a regular basis. And I know you had, and I tried out. And just because I was 5'10", <laughs> I think I got added to the team. And we ended up playing basketball for three years. And then we ended up going to the same college, but not for the same reason. That's right. My mom worked for Rollins College, I can say that, and you ended up getting a scholarship there. And we ended up going to the same college. And then uh, a little bit later, uh, when, after we had our first kids, I was doing something with a department store, a models club with a department store, and I got you to do it too. And I was in Connecticut at that time. I can't remember what state you were in at that time, but you actually got to be a contractor for that too. That's right. I was in Maryland, but I became the regional director for, let me see, I had Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Maryland. I think I had Delaware also. So yeah, I mean, just dragging me into all your stuff. I don't mind. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I love modeling because I did some modeling as you did. Mm -hmm. well. You know, you did it more internationally. I did it more locally. And uh, you did it a lot longer than I did. But uh, so we had, we just had so much in common that we did together, yeah. together, but apart. Yes. And honestly, when we first met and for the first, uh, even in our teenage years until we hit young adulthood, we were not Christians. I don't know if you remember that. We were not, we were, we may have been brought up with some Christian uh, values and some, I, you know, I was brought up in a, more conservative liturgical environment, but I had not uh, received Christ as my savior. And uh, you and I both came to Christ in different, different seasons of place, but about the same age range, uh, which is so interesting. And only one of, a, one of the four of us who are friends was actually a Christian from the time we met her. So I think that's very interesting too. So we all kind of came to Christ in our early 20s. And I think it's just interesting how God brought us all together. And now that's the even bigger bond of our relationship is the fact that our core values are, are shared and that uh, we have eternal, absolutely, absolutely. So as we are moving along here, um, I love just connecting and would love to hear maybe some of your favorite season of sharing something uh, that was such a blessing for you to be able to share. And then on the reverse of that, something that somebody shared with you that was such a blessing. Um, and it could be a short or a long story, but it's good to just talk about giving and receiving. Giving and receiving. Well, I would say as far as sharing goes, um, as far as material things, um, you know, just giving to my mom, who is now in another state. She lived with us for many years and um, she ended up being, you know, suffering from breast cancer. So, but even before that, 
you know, my giving was just to, you know, taking care of my mom. She didn't need really taking care of, care of at that time. Um, but because she lived with us, whatever her needs were, we made sure her needs were met. And, uh, and she lived with us, you know, sold her house in Florida, moved to Maryland and uh, lived with me and my young children at the time. I had two children at the time, then brought on a third, had my third child. But uh, just taking care of her, especially during that time of need. She was here before it occurred and then, you know, got the bad news and, you know, being driven every day for treatments uh, to Annapolis. You know, we had to drive over about an hour away to uh, for her to get her treatments. And uh, it was life-saving because, um, you know, some doctors just wanted to immediately just do a mastectomy, uh, but I encouraged her to get a second opinion. And just sharing Christ with my mom and trusting God to order our steps and just trusting him. And she did. So we got a second opinion and they said, no, you don't need a mastectomy. You just need a lumpectomy. So they removed some of her lymph nodes. She's still here to this day. That was, oh my goodness, at least 15 years ago. Wow. Maybe 17 years ago, something like that. So, cause Andrew was, my son was small at the time. So he was little. So uh, I would say 17, 18 years ago, she's still kicking, still doing great and grateful for that. As far as receiving, I would just say really with my church, I learned so much. For me, giving and receiving is about service. It's not so much material things, it's service because that's what helps us to grow. That's what shapes our character. Um, my church really served me well just by the women in it being true women of God, um, especially being stay-at-home moms. I was a stay-at-home mom for many, many years. I mean, until I'm still a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> I just realized, but I've been uh, for many years, mainly because initially I didn't, I didn't appreciate it. I didn't think there was any value in it. I always was taught like most people go get your education. You have your college degree. Now go get that big government job or that big corporate job. And uh, instead I ended up getting married and serving my family. And, you know, our society doesn't value that. But these women at my church, I, I just thought when I went, there was a, a group called Homemakers. And I just went to Homemakers one day, and uh, since I was a homemaker, and I just said that, um, yeah, I'm going to check this out. I think they're going to be a bunch of losers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dorky women staying at home. What are, what are these women, right? So I go there and I was thoroughly impressed. I mean, you had master's degrees. Uh, these women were, weren't, <laughs> they weren't shoddy at all. These were some sharp, professional women who chose to stay home with their children. I I was humbled. I was humbled because that's not what I had in mind. Not, they weren't anything that I had envisioned at all. So I ended up staying home with my kids as well. They really encouraged me. I did it. And even to this day, I'm grateful 
because our family, we have such a close knit family. Um, as a matter of fact, my daughter was just calling me. So like, oh, I'll back. Uh, so we just have a, such a close knit family. And I love that. And I poured into my kids. I, I also serve them by encouraging them to read. So ever since they were babies, really, I was reading to them. They grew up reading. They grew up with books. They grew up going to the library. Um, for fun, what did we do? We went to the library. We got books. They'd get a stack of books, read them all week. We'd go back to the library when they were due and get another stack of books. So my serving has always been service to my family, to my community, um, to my church. And I've received so much from them as well. So that's, that's what I can say about serving and receiving. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, as you're in this new season of life, you're an empty nester mm -hmm. to a certain extent. Um, mm -hmm. Mom's not in the house. Uh, I'm sure you're still serving her, but she's not in the house. And uh, you have started a new season of life and doing some different things. I'd love to hear more about what is going on and how it's feeding the giving and receiving in your life right now? Well, I'll say this. Um, I started a business some time ago with my kids, again, trying to show them how to start a business. Like you can start a business. You should own a business. You don't have to work for anybody. Start a business. So talk was cheap. So I just said, okay, let me show them. So I'm like, what do you guys love? One thing they loved was candy. These kids love some candy. Um, I didn't buy it often, but when I did get it, oh my gosh, it was like gold. It was precious to them. So I said, okay, let's do this. We're going to start a business with candy. So we started a candy vending machine business. Oh, so wow. we got some triple head candy machines. We found locations where we can put them and we service these candy machines. Um, that led into having full-size vending machines. So we moved on to having full-size vending machines in businesses um, and apartment complexes. And uh, so that's part of the stage of life I'm in. I mean, I was able just in sharing an experience with them, showing them this is how you can do it and what you need to do to start a business from point A to Z. Um, to growing it to the point where I still have, we still have it, you know, we are still servicing our machines. Um, so that's one thing that I'm doing. Another thing is uh, I became a minister uh, uh, during 2020, actually, it was December, 2020. A few of us were uh, licensed as ministers at our church. And, but even before then, I was serving our church. As I mentioned before, I'm a Sunday school teacher for the adults. So just in teaching, I was asked to teach. Someone asked me to teach. Why? Because I asked them, how can I help you? And they said, we need you to teach. So we do have classes that we have to take before we can do it. I had to take the classes. Um, and I've been teaching ever since. So it's been at least 13 years now, something like that, 14. Uh, but my husband and I teach together. We teach our adult Sunday school class. Um, so again, it's for me, it is service. It's just serving my, my church, uh, my community, same thing. My, the kids, 
as I mentioned to you earlier, off camera, we, uh, I do a basketball camp for the kids. Um, so I serve my community through that, teaching the fundamentals of basketball before they go off and start joining teams. A lot of times what I noticed in coaching my son's basketball team, park and rec basketball team, these kids didn't have any skills. They didn't have the skills. They came in, they thought they were going to be taught, but they, the coaches didn't have time to teach them. They have time only to teach them plays to run in order to play the game that's coming up on Saturday. So there was a need there. So I stepped up and told Park and Rec that, hey, you know, I'll teach the kids the fundamentals so that at least by the time they're ready to play Park and Rec ball, they'll know some basic skills that they can at least play. Um, so that was serving my community. And your church that you're involved in, uh, we connected recently in Central Florida and you were involved in a major conference there. And part of that has to do with something you're doing to educate yourself right now. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So I'm in seminary right now, um, my, working on my MDiv. And the reason I'm doing that first, initially it was just to be a better teacher. But now I'm looking at what else can this opportunity, what other doors can this opportunity open for me? Or where is God leading me? Because I'm so caught up in being a part of the seminary and doing every, just learning and just gleaning whatever I can from the information that they're sharing that I know God has something else for me. I don't know what that is yet. I'm thinking uh, off the top of my brain, I'm just thinking maybe teaching on the community college level, which I would be able to do once I get my master's degree. So, uh, but one thing I've noticed too, I love apologetics. So I really mm. want to study more about apologetics. Um, there are some really great apologists out there and they are intriguing to me. I just love listening to them, their rationale, their logic behind their arguments. And uh, I, I want to do that too. I want to teach ethics maybe on the community college level. So Converge is the, uh, the conference that I attended where they're uniting people from all over the world, different faith, not different faiths, but they're all Christians, but we all look different, right? We all look different. So they're trying to bring us all together um, in unity, in unity, and go out and serve the world. And that's what we need to do. We need to serve one another. That's what Christianity really is about. It's not about being inside the building. It's what we do outside the building. Yes. And in terms of the idea of serving when we serve, we receive, don't we? Definitely. What do you What do you feel like is one of the best things you receive when you serve? I would say peace, blessings from God. I think the more we serve, the I, I just believe the more we serve, the more He blesses us. I really believe that because we are doing what He has called us to do. Now, serving. And being blessed doesn't mean you're oh everything's gonna be 
a bed of roses, as they say. Um, when trials come, we have to learn how to muddle through these trials. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience and let patience have its perfect work, right? Therefore, brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Whatever we do, it, we're not doing it because we're trying to get an immediate reward. There is a reward for us one day, one day when Christ comes back, when we stand before that Bema seat, we will all receive our rewards. But right now it's just to be obedient to God and to glorify him. I, I would say that's the best blessing I can get. That's the best thing I can receive is knowing and praying that I am glorifying God in all that I think, say, and do. Now I'm not always perfect. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a saint. I'm not a saint. But I do my best. If I fall down, I ask for forgiveness. If I say something I shouldn't have, I ask for forgiveness. But I do my best to walk circumspectly before the Lord. Awesome. Awesome. Well, part of what I want to do as we wrap up is... Can you share the name of your church and the uh, remind us again the name of the conference? And we will make sure when this is shared that we note that for people. Well, the conference that's held in Orlando is called the Converge Conference. I believe they, they have it all over uh, uh, the nation, but I know their headquarters is in Orlando. Um, that's called the Converge Conference. Also, um, you know, I'm, what was the other question? Your church. Oh, I belong to First Baptist Church of Glen Arden, which is a fairly large congregation in Maryland. It's a pretty large church. People would consider it a mega church. Um, and they're doing great work. We have over 100 ministries serving the community, serving the saints. You need both. You need a balance. Um, and we have a dynamic pastor who teaches us to be dynamic disciples through discipleship, discipline, and duplication. And that's the part that all churches, all people who call themselves Christians need to work on. How are we duplicating ourselves? How are we duplicating Christ to our community? We have to create disciples. And the only way to do that is to share the gospel with them and help them along their journey as much as you can so that they too become disciples and are, you have now duplicated by creating would, would you say modeling it in front of them also you could say modeling it um sharing the gospel with them just so that they know that there's something different about you maybe they even ask if you're not comfortable sharing but we need to share jesus told us in matthew 28 that we are to go and make disciples of all nations and we need to do that we need to do that it's not about just gathering together on sunday and praising God, and then go out the door, and Monday, we don't talk to anybody. We have to share the gospel. Awesome. A little bit more about things that uh, inspire your service, and something your husband's doing right now. Yeah, um, we visit with the people who are the elderly in our church, uh, especially the, our leaders, the elders, the ministers, deacons, you know, anyone. Our job is to minister 
and serve one another. I mean, if we are the body of Christ, if we are brothers and sisters in Christ, how is it that we are not visiting one another when we're sick, when we're in the hospital, when we're in the nursing home? How many nursing home patients are sitting there by themselves day in and day out, no one visiting them? Uh, that's our job. That is our job. I can really relate to that. Uh, my mom having dementia and really struggling in the last uh, couple of years. And it all really kind of started to skyrocket in the pandemic. And we did have to put her in care for safety. But, you know, we saw other people that had nobody really coming to visit them. And it is, it is very sad. It's extremely sad. And I've seen it too. My mom was hospitalized for a while and um, in rehab. Uh, there were people that uh, had been there longer than her and nobody. We were there every day, every day. My brother and I took turns every day or we were there together every day. We sat there for hours upon hours. We didn't leave until nine o'clock at night. Uh, they never kicked us out because we stayed past the time. We stayed late enough that she was going to sleep. We drove back home over an hour away only to do it again the next day. We would not leave our mother alone in that place. I, I don't know how anyone with a heart could do that. And when we're there, now maybe people are at a distance. That is possible. So I'm not faulting anyone, but when we're there, when we are there with our loved ones, we can visit with other people as well, if it's allowed, um, especially if they're moving about the hallways, just say a kind word, maybe bring a card. I mean, but we're the body of Christ. We are to minister to one another, no matter what our needs are. And it doesn't take money, it just takes a little bit of your time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That kind moment of uh just greeting somebody and and noticing them mm -hmm. in that situation can be a real blessing mm -hmm. thank you Most definitely let's do that absolutely um, one day we'll stand before the bema seat being held accountable for what we have done and you want god to say to you well done i know i do Amen. Well, I am so grateful to have this opportunity to hear your story, our story together, and also where you're going and what you're doing, because it does matter that you are willing to do that and that uh, God has a plan for you that is extending beyond what you probably even imagine right now. So I'm excited to see how that's all going to continue to play out. I'm excited too for you. Have a need. I, I pray that God continue to bless you and, and just pour out a blessing upon you and your ministry and that you meet the needs of many and that other people will come and share what they're doing as well with you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Thank you for sharing your time listening to this Let's Share podcast. Our hope is that you receive some inspiration to give and receive because giving plus receiving equals sharing. If you want to learn more about Have a Need a Ministry, go to haveaneedaministry.com. Look forward to connecting soon.